0: Hey, hey! welcome to My Chaotic Closet. I'm your host, Michelle, and today we're going to talk about some life stuff, a little bit about Poshmark. I am going to put a trigger warning out, first one on any episode, just because I am going to talk about pet loss, because this did just happen yesterday, and I was going to take a few days off of podcasting, but I don't want to. (laughs) I want to be able to keep putting out podcasts. And I'm behind on my schedule anyway, so we're just going to talk about it for a little bit. Um, Just skip forward maybe like 10 minutes or so if you don't want to hear about it, which I totally understand. I will say it's not going to be anything super traumatic, though. It's my dog died of old age, pretty much, so it's not like crazy traumatic. But yeah, let's get into it. Hey, guys, hope you're having a better week than me. Uh, today is Friday and I did lose my dog yesterday, so we'll just talk about it. Um, Yeah, might as well, right? It's relevant, and obviously it did affect me, and it's really sad. And I'll just tell you guys the story because it did also affect my Poshmark since I really got nothing done yesterday. So yesterday morning, I I did notice my dog was, like, a little bit off. Like, he was kind of just – he's wait, okay, he's 11, or he was 11. He was – very lazy. he gotten extremely lazy the last couple of years. Like, doesn't doesn't want to walk. Doesn't want to go on walks. Doesn't want to do much of anything. Like, he can still be a little bit playful sometimes. And he likes to, you know, get loved on and all that stuff. But doesn't really want to do a lot of movement. And he was overweight. The vet was, you know, he was on weight management food. Wasn't really doing much, honestly. Um, he loved to steal food that he shouldn't steal. And the kids fed him and all that. So it was hard to keep his weight down. But... Yeah, neither here nor there, really. He, So he was just kind of like, you know, being really lazy. But then I noticed he wasn't really like going for his food. He wasn't going for his water, which at this point in the day, it's still morning. So it's not like, you know, not like crazy weird. Like it was like 9 a.m. But I just, I noticed something was a little off. And then I saw him go towards the sliding glass door and just kind of flop down. And he was breathing really weird, panting kind of a fast breathing and in his stomach like his stomach was going up and down like a lot more than normal it just fell off to me I don't know how to describe it other than it just seemed off it wasn't like anything crazy was going on there was no blood nothing like that he didn't look to be in pain um but then when I and at that point I'm kind of just like you know noticing at this point, I'm not. I'm not really freaking out yet. I'm just kind of like, you know, noticing something's a little off. I am kind of trying to put it out of my mind. Like, I have stuff to get done. Like, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> um, but then when I went to give my dogs a treat that morning, and he had no interest in coming to get it, I was like, this is weird. Like, that's not like him at all. He always wants a treat. But I'm like, maybe he just has an upset stomach. So I went to my fridge and got out some roast beef, which is like his absolute favorite. You know, obviously any dogs probably. You know, my other dog comes running up for it. She's like, you know, sitting, doing all the tricks, trying to get it. And he just does not care at all. I literally go put it right and drop it in front of his face. And he does not even like go for it. And my other dog comes up and eats it. And I'm like, okay, that's when I know something is not right. So then my last resort was I went and got a cat food can because both of my dogs are obsessed with cat food. Uh, Obsessed. They're always... Like, I have to feed my cat way up high on a windowsill and they're always still trying to get it even though they can't reach it. And when I put that down in front of him and he didn't even look at it, I was like, my heart kind of sank a little bit. I was like, okay, something's not right. Like, I didn't think he was dying, obviously, but I thought he had, like, maybe just a really bad stomach ache or I texted my friend and she said it could be an obstruction. And I thought that does make sense because, you know, my kids leave toys around. Coco's more of the chewer than him. He's not really a big chewer, but he does. He chews up blankets and stuff sometimes. He'll chew on blankets. So I thought maybe, like, he got part of a blanket. Even though I hadn't seen a blanket destroyed in a long time. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like, what could have happened. I'm like, it's pro- it probably is an obstruction. So I call my vet. My vet's uh, booked for today, but they said they can get him tomorrow. I go ahead and make that appointment because at this point, I'm not feeling like, it didn't feel life or death to me at this moment. Like, I, I mean, I did kind of feel like, ooh, I kind of wanted to get him in before tomorrow. Like, that wasn't ideal. But I was just like, yeah, let's just go ahead and book it. Uh, and I just asked her if I could cancel it, if, I, if he ended up feeling better or I ended up taking her somewhere. And she's like, of course, just call in. So I was like, okay, cool. So we booked that. And then I was talking to my friend and she said, call around to a few other vets. Like, don't necessarily just go to the emergency vet right away because, you know, that's insanely expensive. Uh, See if there's any other vets that have openings. So I did. And there was literally no openings. And they were all like, you need to do the emergency vet. (laughs) And so um, I called a few emergency vets and they were all like, we're at capacity or we're on a case by case basis. Or I suggest you try this other vet. Like. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy! Like, I can't even take him into the emergency vet, and so I'm just like, okay, I'll just hold off and like watch him. So I was like loving on him, I, you know, was petting him, just kind of like seeing how he was doing. He he just seemed out of sorts to me, like not right. He did, and then he kind of perked up a little bit. He went outside for a little bit, and but then he went over to like our blackberry bushes and just like plopped down, and that was a little weird to me because I was like. I thought, think I started thinking of like animals, you know, usually go to a weird place to die. And like that kind of went through my mind. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That can't be that. But then I'm like, I mean, he does like to sun himself. But usually he goes more in the front of the yard. It was just a little weird. And I have, I just lost, uh, just a couple of years ago, I lost my two Cavaliers and... The breathing he was doing was reminding me a lot of Jagger's when he, right before he passed away. So that was kind of freaking me out too. That was in my mind too. Like this is similar to that breathing, but Jagger had like, he, he had way worse symptoms. Um, So I'm like, I don't know. Am I just being like PTSD from what happened with my other dogs? I don't know. Um, But I don't know. Sometime while we were outside, I just really got the feeling that like he needed to go in. Like, I was like this can't wait (laughs) because I'm like trying to work I really was trying to like start listing some stuff packaging up some stuff I just could not get my mind off of Kane and I'm like I just can't get anything done because I'm just thinking about him and I'm worried about him I feel like I'm gonna cry okay I'm okay um so that's when I just was like you know what I'm gonna call like every emergency emergency vet around like I'm just gonna keep calling um and so I started calling like way outside of my city, like even out of sac, outside of Sacramento, just trying to find somewhere that would take him and I found uh one place and um ugh, sorry, I'm getting choked up. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So they were super, super nice and um she just told me to come right in. Oh gosh, hold on. Okay, so I told her um his symptoms and that his breathing was just really weird and he didn't have much interest in eating. And she at first was like, "Um, can I text you the registration form and you can fill that out before you come in? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then she said, well, how far away do you live? And I told her where I lived. And she's like, oh, that's like an hour away. And she said, you know what? Just come on in. Just come right in. Um, She's like, don't worry about the form. And I was like, okay. And like what I told her wasn't like super alarming on the phone, in my opinion. Like I was just like, that's weird, but... I felt like she's right. Like, okay, let me just bring him in, you know? So I went and cleared my car out. I didn't have too much stuff in there and just, like, laid the seats down. Um, put a blanket in there for him. He was actually so good about getting in the car, which he normally isn't. He normally... F- <sighs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> did not expect to cry during this episode, but... Um, yeah, he normally fights me a lot about getting in the car, but he was really, really good. And he just got right in. Like, I, I had to help him get in, but he got in and... He was being really good. Like, he didn't cry at all. Oh, gosh. Okay, sorry. Like, that really gets to me when I think about that, though, because he was such an anxious dog. Like, he had such bad anxiety, like, just terrible anxiety. And, um, my, my, not my, not my exes and my kids father but my ex before that i got him with him and he was not good to the dog like that was or he was not good to kane that was actually one of the main reasons we broke up was because he was so mean to kane even though i got kane for him and um i think that had a lot to do with why he had so much anxiety was just from things that happened when he was a puppy um i don't really want to get into that but yeah so he just had really bad anxiety all the time but he was like so calm on our drive to the vet uh just so calm he just sat back there and he was just being so good and it actually made me think he was okay um because he was he was fine he was sitting up he it seemed like his breathe the breathing thing had stopped to me from what i could see while we were driving um and I was like thinking okay it's probably this is probably just an obstruction like my friend had told me that she thought it probably was like he probably just somehow ate something and he has like a bowel obstruction and they're gonna have to do surgery so I'm like kind of stressing about how much it's gonna cost because I know the emergency vet's not cheap so I'm just like oh gosh this is gonna be expensive (laughs) you know but like obviously I'm still taking him in so we get there and um they take him back immediately and they were so they were so nice like Geez, they were like, <laughs> they were really, really nice. Um, but they did tell me it's going to be $950, like just to get in the door. But I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, just like, let me make sure I, let me just check my bank account. Make sure I have that before I give you my card and, you know, I don't need to move anything over. And so I did and it was fine. Um, so they took him back into, I guess, like a, an, I don't know if it was an operating room, exam room or whatever. And then I was in a separate room. So they had me fill out paperwork in that separate room, and while I was filling out the paperwork, the nurse—I think I'm not sure—I guess she's not a nurse because it's a vet. So like maybe the veterinarian assistant or vet tech came in and was talking to me, and um, told me that they they had their critical care doctor or vet in there with him, and I'm like, oh, do, is that for all of them? Like, do you guys just put? Do you guys just have that doctor check all of them out? because I didn't really know I was like critical care that sounds serious and she's like no and I'm like he's in like critical condition and she's like yeah and I was like what do you mean like what is going on and they said that he just was not it was his breathing was the main issue at that moment um he was very weak and barely able to breathe on his own and I was like what like I mean I saw that he was doing like the the breathing the fast breathing but I didn't realize he was like not getting oxygen. Um, So she told me like they were just going to examine him a little bit more and then they'd get back to me. They didn't really know quite what was going on yet, just that he was having issues breathing. So then the actual veterinarian came back to me and she had like a little tube. And she said that, um, unfortunately, I had a really hard time understanding her. She had like a really, really thick, heavy accent. So it was really hard to understand her. But what I got from it was that he had fluid in his Stomach and then fluid in his chest cavity and his lungs. I think I know it was like in a lot of fluid in his stomach and then his chest cavity, and I believe his lungs. And she showed me the fluid, and it was like this clear red color. And honestly, this part I start, it starts getting a little foggy for me. I think she said that if it would that there was something if it was something it would have been more cloudy i can't remember um she didn't know exactly what was going on is what they basically told me it could be a number of things she was suspecting cancer um which i was confused about cuz i'm like i just took him to the vet but obviously they don't do like a full on cancer screening of the vet you know he just got like his rabies shot and his um heartworm medicine and all that stuff like a regular checkup and he does have this bump on his back that had been growing but we'd had it tested the vet and it was benign it had been tested twice and both times it was benign so i don't know if that had anything to do with this at all um she said probably not that this was more of like an internal issue thing going on um yeah so they she just explained that to me and she said that he was so weak that he was not going to be able to he was not going to be able to walk out of the office, she's like, He's, He can't, he won't make it. <laughs> and um, she just told me that the best thing I could do was to have him euthanized, so that is what I did. <laughs> um, yeah, they were super nice, though. They brought me back to like this really nice room with a couch <laughs> and a blanket, and it was just really nice. And then they asked me if they wanted, um, if they wanted me to have him brought in there with me, and I just I asked if he seemed like he was comfortable where he was. Like, did he seem content and comfortable, like, on the table? And she's like, yes, he does. So I just went back there with him instead of having him come to me. And um, I said goodbye to him and asked if I could stay there while while they did the euthanasia. And they did. And he, I mean, he was so peaceful. So, like, I have a lot of, I take a lot of comfort in that, that he was just so peaceful during the whole thing. Like... He seemed so okay, which made it a little bit easier on me, but, um, it was hard, especially because I know I'm going to have to tell my kids tomorrow and you know, they weren't, we didn't even know he was sick. So that's going to be hard. Like they, they know he's old and I, I do explain to them a lot. Just because we lost our two other dogs. You know they were old too. And so I do explain to them a lot. That Kane is old. And he's probably going to die soon. But in like reality. I thought he had at least like two. Probably two or three more years. Which is kind of ridiculous. Because he's a bigger dog. And he was 11. So he probably would have never made it that long. But you know. <sighs> I don't know. So yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, Then I... So I say goodbye to him. I took a couple photos of him um, before and one after. He he actually looked like he was still alive in the after photo. So. so I posted one to my Instagram. He was alive in the one I posted just because, you know, it feels disrespectful to me to post a photo of him dead. So, um, uh. but yeah, he just looked like, I, like she told me he's gone. And I was like, no, he's not. Because <laughs> he was like, his eyes were open. He was just like, he looked like he normally does at home but my dog paisley the same thing happened with her she looked like she was alive too when she wasn't but she just died of you know natural causes she wasn't euthanized um so yeah that's pretty much it and um i did talk to them before i went back there before he was euthanized and i said that i wanted him to be cremated and um we went over all those options Um, And she gave me the pamphlet and (laughs) told me I had, like, 96 hours after I left there to fill out the form and pay for it to get him cremated. (laughs) And so, like, I immediately went to my car because I just have this, like... (sighs) I guess I'm just paranoid that I'm going to forget or something as I do have ADHD. And, like, I did not want to forget to do that. So I went to my car. And, like, before I left the parking lot, I was picking out the urn and, you know, doing the, doing the customization. And I got, like, a Christmas ornament for him with his paw print on it. Um, and just looking at what else he had as options, I decided to just go with the urn that was personalized. And then um, the Christmas ornament that was personalized with his paw print. And when I checked out, um, oh gosh. when I checked out, it was like over $400, and I was like, no, wait, what? Because I it was supposed to be like 170 plus like a $30 shipping fee, and then I don't know how much the Christmas ornament was, um, I think it was like 30 so I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I looked back and realized I had purchased two of the urns because I was trying to quickly go through it and did I wasn't paying attention, I guess, to what was in my cart. So I bought two urns and spent a whole bunch more money and I had to call them and they didn't answer. And I was like, great. But then luckily they called me a few hours later and just they told me no problem at all. And they were able to cancel, cancel one and um, I'd be refunded in a few days or whatever. So yeah, so that's... I'm happy that we'll have the urn and um my biological mom, she got um a frame for like a frame that I can put his photo in and then a stuffed animal that looks like him just because my son has two cavalier stuffed animals that he's obsessed with um that he carries around to remind him of our two cavaliers that passed away, so now he'll have that one as well. Um (laughs) yeah, I know he's not gonna take it well at all though, so uh, yeah, not looking forward to that, but uh, we will get into Poshmark now. Okay, so Poshmark. I have quite a bit of orders I do need to get shipped. Um, I was planning on doing that yesterday. Obviously, that didn't happen. I also need to finish doing stuff for the Just Between Friends sale. And that didn't happen yesterday as well. So I need to get that done today. I'm Honestly, my store has been a little slow lately. My Poshmark store closet. I haven't been getting a lot of sales in the last few days, I've gotten some, but not a lot, so I think I need to drop my prices even more. I'm finding that this is a time this is a hard time on Poshmark right now, uh, where people are not wanting to pay a lot for items and which means the profit margin goes down quite a bit <laughs> and it's hard it really is it's hard to um drop your prices so low that you're barely making a profit. But at the same time, you have to get those sales, so I think I'm just going to do what I have to do and drop prices and you know have a lower profit margin but get a good amount of items out the door and just hope that next month is a little bit better because we are nowhere near our goal financially, even though this is still a month that I'm kind of counting – I'm counting on being less than I normally – than the number I'd normally like to hit for the month just because of the Just Between Friends sale at the end of the month that's coming right up. And I know I'm going to probably make a good amount from that. So I don't need to make quite as much as I normally would on Poshmark. But yeah, still want to make money on Poshmark. So I think after this podcast, I will go and drop prices. So if you're listening to this, go to my closet. I will have some good, good deals or I'll just run a really big sale and see if that helps. i will do that first. Hmm, I don't know yet. Um... I don't know like so I do like a 50% off sale a lot where I will do like I'll either just go ahead and drop everything to 50% off but that doesn't seem to be as good as when I just tell people like hey make a bundle and then offer me 50% off and I will accept that seems to be what I have the most success with but the last one I ran didn't go super well I mean it went fine I just didn't sell I only sold like maybe four things so or maybe four bundles. I don't remember exactly. Um, so I think I'll just drop prices down, drop them prices real, real low, and hope to get some sales. (laughs) That's all you really can do, right? Taylor J also went live tonight, and I got a bundle of like 10 items. I was just loving everything she was posting. I went crazy. Most of it I I bought to resell in my store because I just think it's really cute and unique. And I love to have like unique vintage items in my closet. I think it attracts buyers to my closet. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I got almost all of my orders shipped out today. And just a couple more to do in the morning. And yeah, sorry this episode is such a downer. I promise you Mondays will be much better. I think I'm going to try to do that A to Z episode For Monday to make up for this very sad, sad episode. But yeah, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and rate the podcast. It helps us out so much, helps get more eyes and ears on the podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at My Chaotic Closet Podcast. Thanks, guys.